Hi, I'm Alexandra Roxo, your host of the Holy Fuck podcast. I've created this podcast because I want to explore how the mystical touches us in our everyday lives, how the sacred and profane move together like two sides of the same coin. I found that in modern spirituality, we often separate the sacred and the profane. We look at certain things as being holy and good and others as being bad. And I've actually found that the most magical part of life is finding the divinity, the healing, and the transformation in all of it. In this podcast, you can expect to hear stories from people on all sorts of walks of life. You'll hear from a doctor, a sex worker, a poet, a motivational speaker, an activist, a mother, a birth doula, and all sorts of other people who are walking on an embodied path of healing and transformation as a soul awakening this lifetime. Each one of our guests will be sharing their mystical and numinous and spiritual awakenings, how the sacred has touched their lives and the profane too, how they have explored life through sex, drugs, birthing, meditation, prayer, experiencing death and life, and all sorts of different elements that God, Goddess Divine, speaks to us through. If you found that you're also a rebel mystic who doesn't just fit into the simple ideas of good and bad, of spirituality, but sees the nuance that life has to offer us, then I hope you find a home with me here in this podcast. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. On today's Holy Fuck podcast, I have Emily Miller, who was another contestant on the show Too Hot to Handle that I worked on. So I really wanted to invite Emily on because when I worked with her on Too Hot to Handle, there were a few things that I really admired about her. One of the things which we talk about in this episode is how unashamed she felt about her sexuality. She didn't seem like she was broadcasting or advertising her sexuality, like, hey, everybody, look at me, look how sexy I am. But she also didn't seem ashamed to say, like, I love sex, I'm horny, I really would love to have sex with this man. And as I was watching, I really started thinking, as conscious or spiritual folk, did we actually miss the boat? And stop saying stuff like that. Like, did we kind of over purify? Like, how often at a dinner table with other civilized people are you able to say, wow, I'm so horny for this person, or we love having sex? Why should there be shame around that? I just started thinking, like, well, when is the last time that I've sat at a dinner party and heard people be like, yeah, we celebrate our sex life? Not saying that people need to talk about the details of it. I definitely had those moments in, let's say, my early 20s where um, friends would share really deeply at dinner. And um, I sometimes was like, okay, this is now someone's private life that I actually don't want to be a part of. But I think that there's a middle ground. I think there's a space where we can be conscious people who aren't necessarily like waving our sex lives in front of each other and we're treating them as sacred with awareness, but we're not over-sacralizing them. We're not saying, oh, actually we can't talk about this because it's so special or letting that be actually a mask for shame. So Emily was kind of a liberator for me. I felt like, you know what? I want to practice saying I'm horny again, like, oh, I'm, or I'm turned on or, but really specifically not being ashamed of the sex part. Turned on can sound like I'm turned on for life. I really love the idea of being like, oh, I would love to have sex right now. And being able to say that clearly to a partner or even to a group of dear friends, you know, not being afraid to say that or say like, wow, I'm like really um, lately loving uh, a certain thing. So I'm curious from you guys, is that a way that you would communicate with your friends or do you communicate clearly about with your lover? I would love to hear from you. So DM me, you know, uh, email me and tell me what you think about this topic. And in this episode, we also talk about uh, 
Emily's journey on Too Hot to Handle, her her falling in love with this man, Cam, and how they went on an emotional journey publicly on the show. Um, so much more. She's really hilarious and vulnerable in this episode. And for me, it really helped me to almost get out of like the over purification or over spiritualization of sexuality and how we may, you know, we may practice our erotic juiciness and our expression, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty, are we, um, comfortable and confident around our sexuality or do we still harbor shame there and this was a great conversation for me it had me ask a lot of questions i've been talking about this with my friends now i'm like why don't we why are we afraid to just say to each other like wow yeah i've been super horny lately <laughs> so it may be a conversation starter for you too and i hope you enjoy and um, let us know please uh, subscribe review it's the way that i can really uh, connect with who's listening out there and it makes me super happy okay everybody here is emily miller Hi, everybody. I'm here today with Emily Miller, who you may or may not know from the reality show Too Hot to Handle on Netflix that you may or probably hopefully saw me on. So Emily and I met back in Turks and Caicos in November of last year shooting this show. And it's the first time I've seen her since then, which feels like a lifetime ago. Though when I watched the show, I really felt close to all of you all, the women who I had had just felt in like the few hours in, of, of, you know, leading you in a few workshops. I was just like, ah, oh, I can really feel who she is and her process. And you felt so open and vulnerable on the show from the beginning. And so I want to hear all about it today. We'll talk about what the, the emotional growth was like, the spiritual transformation, the personal growth, however you want to quantify it. Because I think a lot of people see a reality show about like sex and not having sex and they assume it's going to be like maybe kind of dumb or silly or whatever but I actually think there's a lot of deep juiciness to it so that's what I would love to share with our audience today Absolutely, yeah so let's hear a little bit about you so it's like before you got on this show who who were you what were you up to so before the show I was little old me absolutely nobody just doing a little bit of modeling um helping looking after my nan uh, I was just I'm just a really like home girl like I would go out every weekend partying but I really like I'm close with my family so yeah I'm from a little small town everyone knows everyone's business so yeah I was really just a just a nobody where what small town so it's in Hertfordshire which is north of London um but the actual town itself is called Berkhampstead Cute. I love it. I have no idea where it is, no. but your accent is obviously super charming. And what is your um, like family ethnic background? I've been wondering that since meeting you. Yeah, so I'm actually part Indian. Uh, my dad's half. Um, and the rest of me is just English. Amazing. Yeah, it's like a beautiful, like you, you have such a beautiful skin color that, yeah, it's, it's exotic and ambiguous. I actually never felt tan my whole life. Oh, okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know what, as well? There's this song that I've been listening to, and it's really weird. And don't take this in a preview way, but every time I listen to it, I actually think of you. Oh, what is it? Tell it's me what this song called Pussy is God. Oh. It's a really it? great song. I'll, have, I'll send you it on Instagram. Okay. Um, I think you'll like okay. it. It's funny because, like, probably like 10 years ago if you would have said that in a song people would be like like what drug are you on like yeah. what are you tri tripping on and the cool thing is that now i mean it's interesting the mainstream like we can say stuff like that or yeah. that on a huge netflix show we're talking about our feelings and how do you feel about that? Like, what do you think about, you know, people becoming, I don't really love the word woke. I think it has like a lot of different meanings, but maybe people becoming more awakened or more aware or like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I love the fact that that kind of, this kind of thing is getting normalized. Um, yeah. I feel like, why the hell not? Like, it's such a normal thing. It's such, it's something everyone does. Why shouldn't we talk about it? Yeah. 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 yeah and even I've that always song, been open to it. 
Yeah, the song like Pussy is God, it's like, yeah, because life and life comes through there. It's like right. a portal to God. It's, yeah. It's facts. That is facts. It's facts, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's amazing that mainstream is catching up on it. I mean, it's taken what, like a few thousand years of Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean <laughs> Okay, so you were living in this small town and, you know, being a real good girl, taking care of your grandmother and mm -hmm. going out and partying on the weekends. And then what, you were discovered randomly? like? Yeah, so, I mean, I had a really, really small following on Instagram. I think it was like 6,000 at the time. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just... Got... I mean, that's something, something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Now she's got a million followers. Yeah, but kind of not this day and age. Like, even when I was on the show, every, every, all the girls and everyone was like, what, you've only got 6,000 followers? Like, really turning their nose up. And I was like, yeah. You're like, just watch out what's going to happen. Yeah, I think I've now, I've now got the most following out of everyone, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why what do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Do you know what? This actually baffles me. I even say to Cam, I have no idea why people want to follow me. Like, I'm so weird and just not normal. <laughs> Do you have any inklings though? Because I have some of my own theories about it. I like to think that maybe because I, I was just real and I didn't try and play a game. I was never fake. Like whatever I was feeling at the time is you can clearly see that. Like I was never, I was like an open book. Um, ding, ding, ding. Yes. So I don't know if That's like, because my insight is actually 80% girls that follow me. So maybe mm -hmm. lots of girls can relate to me. Um, and also yes. I'm, I'm quite a girl's girl. So I'm actually thankful yeah. that it was shown through the sh throughout the show. Uh, so I think that may maybe some of the reasoning why as well. Yeah. I love that. And I think that that's true. I noticed that from the beginning of the show. And so your, your sort of character arc, if you will, like you don't have a huge change in a sense because you already come in open and, mm. and honest. And so it's like, you know, like Marvin wins the money at the end because he came in kind of a dick and then leaves like a soft, open-hearted guy. So right. like, okay, like let's reward him for that. But you came in pretty soft and open-hearted from the beginning, yeah. which which I do think is relatable to women because I think we all actually want to have the courage to, like, I love this moment. There are a few moments that, that like, where you just said to Cam, like, I'm hurting or like, wow, I'm really hurt. And like, you didn't let your ego get in the way and just get defensive or like, well, fine, fuck you. If you're going to go, you know, flirt with another girl, I'm going to go flirt with another guy. Like, right. you didn't do that. Yeah. You didn't do that. Sure, I haven't actually seen it from that point of view. Yeah. I work, I work with women all the time who are trying to kind of like have the courage to let the armor down and like not be defensive or bitchy or cold or whatever. So I know that it's not easy for everybody to just say to someone who hurt them like, oh, you really, I'm really hurting right yeah. now. But is that something that's always come easy for you? No. So actually it's funny. So I am and in the outside world in the real world like if anything like that happened to me i'd run for the hills like i would never confront it never try and rectify it like i'll just be gone but in there you couldn't run you couldn't hide you did have to face these kind of things so yeah i actually that is not my usual style actually yeah and i felt like you shared that at the women's workshop that you were like yeah usually i would just bounce to another person or whatever but when i was watching the show i was like well she didn't do that at all no. she actually like stayed in the moment of discomfort where for those of you all listening who didn't see all the show like her love interest her man kind of has a flirty moment with another woman where he downplays their relationship and it and it's really hurtful um yeah. to her so but in that moment, Emily doesn't kind of freak out and say, fuck you. I can't believe you fucking asshole. You know, instead she says like, wow, that really hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, so vulnerable. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I did feel quite vulnerable, but I am proud of myself for doing that because otherwise I would yeah. never change. And me and Cam wouldn't be together now. Yeah. And then the other piece, which I thought was really cool, um, just to highlight for, for, again, for people who have seen it or not seen it, there, this other woman who he had the flirtation with, Emily made a choice to actually go and speak to the woman, sister to sister, really lovingly mm. and not be like, kind of like, dude, that's my man. What are you doing? But instead to be like, Hey, 
I'm feeling weird or whatever. Like, how did you, like, what made you make that decision? Like, was anyone coaching you behind the scenes for that? No, absolutely not. So I have been in Christina's position many, many of times where it is never your fault. It's always the guy's fault. Always, always the guy's fault. So I wasn't going to be naive and believe everything Cam was saying to me. And I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. So I just yeah, took it upon myself just to get clarification and hear what she had to say. And my instincts were right. Wow. And just for, for those of you all who haven't seen that scene, basically Emily goes and speaks to Christina and is just like, hey, what happened with Cam? Like, what happened? Like, did he hit on you? Did you hit on mm-hmm. him? Like, let's talk sister to sister. Yeah. And and in that scene, it's interesting because I can tell that your open heart actually calls Christina into more openness because I feel like she could have been a little, like, a little competitive. Yeah. With she you. could have been completely right. standoffish, but she completely opened up. And if it wasn't for her being so open and nice as well, like, it could have gone a completely different way. Exactly, exactly. And But I do think it was you showing up with the openness and the vulnerability that called softened her. Because mm, yeah. in other in other scenes, I did see her where she had a little bit more of a of a of a shell, you know. Yeah. So it was it was beautiful to watch that part where it's like you often see on reality shows like the women being against each other. Yeah, being all bitchy and shit. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you just like you you just like kind of bypass that part of the process by just being really kind and open. Oh, so that was that was really beautiful to watch. Um. So I'm curious, were there moments where you were struggling emotionally? Um, only on the date when Cam went off with Christina. Um, okay. That was the only time I got really emotional. Um, yeah. Again, like I said before, just because I'm not, that was quite alien to me. Like I'm not, not really used to competition anyway. I'm not used to facing the wait, 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 wait. How are you not used to competition? You mean women don't compete with you, or you just start? You, oh, you I don't, don't stand for it. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm not asked. Like I'm so unbothered. I just, if the, if the, if the boy wants to mess with me, my, my emotions, I'm gone. Like, okay, and okay, fair, well, it. it's either that or there is no competition because the guy wouldn't do that to me. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was just yeah. so alien. I didn't know how to handle it. I, in all God's honest yeah. truth, I didn't know what to do. So, yeah, I just I just cried. <laughs> it didn't make me feel any better. It didn't? Not no. even just a little bit? <laughs> no. Because well, no. the because the the problem hadn't been solved, but right. sitting in sitting in the discomfort and actually feeling the feelings is really helpful, even if it doesn't get us the fast results. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. And I'm so I hate getting in touch with my feelings. Like I really, really hate it. So yeah. Okay. So just... let's talk about that for a second. Why is everybody hating in the touch of their feelings so much <laughs> on this show? All the women are just like, oh, I don't want to feel my feelings. It's crazy, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like in growing up in the family I did, it was, it's just the norm for me. Like I grew up with two brothers and a dad. And as much as I love my mum, like they weren't the most supportive. So they always, especially my dad, like he'd always put me down and my brothers mm-hmm. would then join in and put me down. So I never had much confidence or confidence to be able to talk about my emotions like if I, if I was upset they'll just tell me to shut up so I was never allowed to like wow. be emotional yeah so I'm just wow. used to it wow 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 okay so and is part of that cultural I always feel like the Brits I love my British friends and everything but I feel like Brits it's like not allowed to feel your feelings it's like keep no. calm carry on just yeah smile. yeah um so was part of that just like it sounds like there was part of that and then part of just being around the masculine the masculine tendency to avoid their own feelings right because a lot of men never feel their feelings or they'll never cry so then seeing a woman feel her feelings often triggers a man because then he is sort of reminded that he doesn't feel you know what i mean yeah 100 percent a lot of men, I feel like historically, like the toxic masculine would try to get women to like my dad would do it. Like, stop crying. Get out of here. If you're going to cry, go cry in the other room. You know, mm. and I, it's like it's just a natural thing that kids cry. Yeah. You know? But so it's interesting that people are so afraid of feeling. So how how are you? Where are you with that now? 
Um, I, I mean, with going in the public eye, it was very um, overwhelming at times. So I definitely had a week of being an absolute mess. Um, what does that? What does a mess mean to you? Because like, we may I was have just different ideas. Crying every okay. day, like yeah. And, and I'm not a cry. Like, I don't cry at all. Like, I know the show I did, obviously, but that. Well, now that story. they may be changing. It may be yeah. changing. You may be you may be a woman who sometimes cries now. Yeah. And I do feel like after the show, I have been more in touch with my feelings. I'm not afraid to say how I'm feeling. Um, yeah. And so I feel like just, yeah, that in the lead up of the show coming out and all uh, my face being plastered everywhere. Um, it was just, yeah, it was a very emotionally high time for me. And that was just my way of expressing but I felt so yeah. much better for it. And, I, and actually, oh. it made me and my mum closer just in that little week. And, yeah. you know, Cam's been so much more understanding now. Yeah. So that week before the show premiered where it's like, holy shit, my life is about to change. Mm-hmm. Everything everything that I knew can is now going to be different. And so much of my vulnerable self is going to be seen by millions. Yeah. It seems like a totally honest a healthy reaction to go through kind of an internal transformation that week like to actually feel a lot of things I mean I've had similar um like with my book coming out or something like that like just feeling like oh my god I'm about to be exposed this is terrifying right exactly that's the right Um, word exposed yeah and so so in you kind of allowing your mom and Cam to to be a part of your vulnerable moments there there was more intimacy yeah absolutely yeah which is what i what i teach and what i you know try to get women to feel comfortable to do is like just to remind even though it feels excruciating to reveal the tenderness of your heart to someone it usually brings you closer oh my god that's funny you say you're gonna love this one so in that week um I mean, Kat, we had sex. But it was like proper like lovemaking. And he, we just finished and he was like still inside me. And I just burst into tears. Like I get yes. so, and I have no idea to this day why. Like it's just like, I don't oh. know. And maybe you can help me with this you one. Don't, you don't need to know why your heart is moved by love. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we don't have to just cry because we're upset. Like we can also cry because there's so much emotion and it can be ecstatic and blissful and it can be a melancholy all at the same time. Because when we, it's like when we open up so much, like have you ever done drugs? I'm sure you have. <laughs> but no, you know, mom, like, say, no, mom. No, no, no. But it's like, say that, say you, you take, take MDMA or ecstasy and you feel so open Mm. and so touched by life and so blissed out. Like you can actually feel similar states of consciousness from love and from lovemaking where you're just so blown open by it that it would be almost a crime not to cry because it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, I feel like those moments are the ones that we like write in our personal history book of, of like, wow, that was a highlight moment of my life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I ran in and told my mom as soon as it happened. Oh, you did? <laughs> you guys do have a close relationship. <laughs> She's in the other room while you guys are having this, yeah. this yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. lovemaking? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so are you guys all living together, you, mom, and Cam? Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's so home. sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. And your grandma's not there. She's somewhere else. She, yeah, no, she's downstairs. Yeah. Oh, we're very close this is the, I love it. I love it. It's just so sweet that you all are all together. Um, and so after you went through that moment of feeling kind of like super tender and the show's coming out, how did you feel when it actually came out? Relieved. Um, yeah. Everything I was worrying about prior I actually hadn't, I didn't feel at all. So in fact- What were those worries, by the way? Just like that I'd look really ugly, that I'd sound really ugly, that people would hate me. Um, Just really things that I'm I'm not used to feeling. Like I've never thought of myself as those things. Um, But like you said before, it's just that vulnerability and just the worry of getting exposed and not, and not being received in the right way um so yeah. they were the things I was worried about and then actually it was a polar opposite 
and the, the amount of the, the amount of love that was overwhelming actually wow yeah wow wow yeah I can only imagine like also just being not knowing how you're gonna yeah look and sound and yeah. that you're being filmed like all the time and in a bikini like I just I don't yeah. know how you guys do that when they show those slow motion shots of you guys's butts like me and my partner were just like laughing we're like I mean how do you like how do you not I would be mortified <laughs> You know how there's these shots where like you jump into Cam's arms or whatever and your booty is just like Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they made it really look good. I think they've got a really good editing editing team because I seriously don't know. <laughs> well they, they, they just did such a beauty you guys all look really beautiful the whole mm. time and I feel like they shot it in a classy art like way. Absolutely. Because some reality, some reality shows don't look nearly as good. No, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I love the I love all the fun slow mo and all of the like, yeah. Posing, me too. The, the B roll was what they call it. The B roll. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did. I did some of my own B roll and had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you look great in yours. It. So good. But- I like the one with the orange dress. I was like, that's a good dress. I'm glad I wore that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so when it's, it's come out and now you're feeling like, okay, you're actually feeling confident in the process mm. and like you went through, you got through the scary phase of like, and I'm, I'm saying this because it actually relates to any time in our life we take a risk. So you took a risk. You got, you said yes to this risk of being on a show. It could have turned out total shit. Yeah. But you, you took a risk, which requires a lot of courage, right? Especially when we put our image on the line, our time, all of that. And then this is part of what happens in these moments of life transformation. We take the risk and then we have to sit in the unknown where we're like, fuck, did I do the right thing? This mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I may fuck up my whole life. Oh my gosh. And that's when like the moment of crying to mom, etc. And then the beautiful thing is, I think that most of the time that we take a a risk from a place of inner stability, we actually have a beautiful uh, result afterward and a beautiful reward. And it's like high risk, high reward. Absolutely. Love that. You you took the big risk and now you're in this massive reward phase. Absolutely. Yes. What does that mean? Like besides a million followers and a hot boyfriend? So I'm getting noticed everywhere I go. Like it is ridiculous. Like, but I love it. So in Ibiza, everywhere I'd went and people asking pictures, but they're just all so nice. They feel like your friends. So it's so fine. Like I love, love, love doing it. And obviously I'm getting deals with brands now, uh, which is super exciting. Like brands that I've shopped at for years and now wanting to work oh with me. And it's just, awesome. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, um, we're in talks of doing more TV shows, which is oh, great. so exciting. So um, good. So yeah, it's, it's just everything and more that I could have dreamed of. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing to just, to think back to like, if you wouldn't have had the courage to take a, a risk and do something a little bit crazy, right? Like, yeah. I mean, were, were, did people in your life say, this is crazy, you're going to go like, be on a random show, you don't even know what show it is? Oh, God, yeah. Like, pe- my friends are like, well, thing is, they were saying that, but at the same time, they knew that I'd always do something like this, because they knew yeah. I was never, ever, ever cut out for a nine to five. Like, right. I would job, yeah. job to job to job. I could never hold a job down. And they, so they were just like happy for me. They were like more relieved, like thank God, like yeah. get this girl out of my life for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so people were really supportive of you being on oh, a reality yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I, I think there nowadays there are so many better shows, like the first waves of reality shows or whatever. Like now, there's so many smart shows. So. You know, it, there's a there's almost like a 50-50 chance. It could be shit. It could be good, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're yeah. so, so lucky. So let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Cam now. And so you 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 laid the foundation there on TV with high, high stakes, right? People watching all the time, listening to your every word, wearing mm-hmm. a bikini, cameras following you. Um, and you guys went through so many different moments, which people can watch on the show. 
what was it like when the cameras turned off on the last day and like the show was done? What was that like for you guys in your relationship? I think we went and had sex in every room there was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I love how, I love how, I just want to say this so everyone hears it. Cause I've said it to a few of my friends because, you know, I kind of roll in like this, you know, conscious crowd, spiritual community. And people think sometimes I think they think they're too cool to like talk about like, you know, sex and they're like, they're like spiritually advanced. And the other day I said to someone, I'm like, I love how on this show, like the girls, like Emily will say, I'm horny. And I was like, we think we're too good to say that as like, we're intellectual or we're spiritual or whatever. And I'm like, there's actually something so real and so human about not being ashamed to say I'm horny. Yeah. God, no. Uh, I know, but this is where your world and my world meet because... I actually, if I were to step into a party, like say tonight, I went to a dinner party with, with, you know, my, my man and his friends. And I was like, you know, like, I'm so horny for him. People would definitely look at me like, what the fuck? What have you taken? I want some. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, exactly. That's probably what, especially the women would feel. They may not say it out loud, but they would be like, wow, I wish I had the courage. That's how I felt when I saw you say a few times on camera, just like, I'm so horny. So like, have you always been unashamed about sex? Always, always, always. I've got a very high sex drive and I let the world know. Um, I like you already said, I've got a close relationship with my mom. Like it's she, that's the way she kind of like brought me up to never like hiding anything from her, be ashamed. And I've kind of supplied that to my everyday life. Um, yeah, obviously my brothers don't appreciate it too much, but we move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm like this. Um, it's just, I have verbal diarrhea and just, I have a problem with not thinking before I speak. So, okay. So there's a little bit of a shadow side sometimes to that. Mm, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I have, yeah, just think, why not? Guys say, why can't girls? Hello, quick interlude here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, I'd love for you to check out my book, Fuck Like a Goddess, my guide to healing yourself, reclaiming your voice, and standing in your power. Publishers Weekly called it a sharp, forceful debut. It was one of Bustle's best summer reads and a bestseller in three categories on Amazon. These are my methods that I'm teaching to inspire you, challenge you, bring up your resistance so you can face it and get free and unleash your gifts. How to let life make love to you, enjoy every bit and find the magic in all of it guide. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound and Sounds True or by visiting alexandraroxo.com slash book. Thank you so much. It means the world to me to have your support for my work back to the podcast why can't girls say it yeah and that's a great question it's like i mean obviously we don't want to say it everywhere we i mean i wouldn't want to like you know say it at dinner with my dad oh, cousin or something like that but, <laughs> yeah, there's a but, line. There's a line. but there's a there's a line and i just i i've just was been thinking since watching the show i'm like how come my friends are a little too civilized to talk about like being horny at dinner? Like when did we get too too cool for that or too civilized for that? You know what I mean? And like I feel like um there's this place where acknowledging the sort of animal instincts of like just being okay with being horny and wanting to fuck, you know, like yeah. um and it was th- a great like- conversation starter, like me and the girls. That's like one of the first first things we talk about are like, how's your sex this weekend? You know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And not being afraid of that. And so if anyone listening here, if that makes you kind of feel cringy, like I would ask you like why are you, where are you feeling ashamed, you know, or where, where is there, um, where have you got like a little two in your head? You know what I mean? Mm. And like, instead of just letting your body be okay, that you fuck and eat and poop. And like, these are normal things that humans do, (laughs) you know? I think I would would argue that I'm a little too familiar with him in that department. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I was saying that on my writer's group this morning. It's like, guys, I had this most amazing poop. Sorry, I'm late. You know? <laughs> I, love, I, love I love talking about. I love talking about going to the toilet. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm I mean, in the villa. I made it very clear. Like I remember, I was constipated for five whole days, and in the end, I can imagine. Yeah, and in the end, the doctor gave people. three laxatives. So <gasps> the whole of the rest of the cast knew I was constipated. So when I lie down to go to sleep, I went, oh, my God, I need to go to the toilet. And when I came back in, I had a round of applause. Everyone was giving me a round of applause. Oh, my God. Yeah, it oh was my great. And oh, actually, my God. Actually, they that cut that out, me. unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, no, I did it. No, I mean, I didn't see the I didn't see this in the show. Oh, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thank God, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, OK, so you got back. You got back that night. Yeah. And then when I woke up that morning, I woke up next to Cam. I went to get out of bed. I'd only gone and shut the bed <gasps> in the night no. next to Cam. Oh my God. And look, for everyone listening, he's still with her and in love with her. So, I mean, (laughs) the worst fear, the worst nightmare you've ever had that you will poop the bed happened to Emily with people with in a room of so many people. Yeah, global TV, cameras everywhere. Oh my God. What did did you, you just, you call the crew in to help you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I um, ran out holding my shorts. I actually think there were were similar shorts to these ones. Um, (laughs) Ran out holding my shorts going, I said, I think it was Demi at the time. Demi, I shut the bed. I need your help now. I was at Cam stood asleep. So can you like get him out of bed quickly? So I think like she assembled some sort of plan to get him out of bed quickly about him looking um but do you know what I, I think i told the girls and the word got out so i just ended up telling everyone i was like yeah shut the bed i was like yeah and Cam, it was next oh to you <laughs> oh my god oh my god see and, and you're still laughing and smiling and not like ashamed and i no, love that and it i was funny i think this is just like as women and like it's like we need to just get over ourselves sometimes like Absolutely. you know it's like it's I love that. So I love that um honesty in the show. The other thing is sometimes when people kind of advertise like I love sex, it feels like it doesn't feel authentic or it feels a little um like I don't know what the word Star-ish. is. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like that uh I, I feel like some some of us have graduated past that phase, right? Like hmm. I can be a slow because I'm allowed, which is totally fine. And I'm not judging that. I'm just saying there's a point in our evolution as women where it's like, okay, like I went through that phase. I did that thing. What I felt from you when you said you were horny, it wasn't like coming from that place of like, I can, I can just fuck whoever I want, whenever I want. But it was just like, actually like this genuine feeling. It was kind of like, almost like a little girl, like I am horny. Yeah, like it was coming from a place of frustration, not like sluttiness. Like it was general frustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of like the yogic practices where people like learn how to, you know, pull their sexual energy up through their their chakras or energy centers, like in order to like. Yeah, I know. I have a friend who teaches some workshops um, uh-huh. and he teaches that kind of workshop where he teaches people how to, wow. you know, take the sexual energy so that it doesn't get it kind of get stuck in the genitals. Like if you're not having sex and you start to, you do breathing techniques and so you can breathe the energy up and, mm-hmm. it, and it becomes like regenerative. Mm-hmm. Like you can use it for creativity, etc. Is this trial and proven? Is this being yeah, proven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried yourself? I have, um, you know, I don't, I I have, like, when I have excess sexual energy, I usually channel it into writing because I'm a writer. Like, Mm -hmm. so I actually love using creativity as a channel if I'm not having sex. And it's like, I think creativity and sexuality are really related. But I have seen a lot of men like actually do this and they do it like it's called semen retention too, where you actually don't ejaculate because if you ejaculate, you're, um, you may leave, lose a lot of life force energy. And that's something that's like very Eastern traditions in the yogic and then also in some of the Chinese um, like Taoist traditions. But it's a whole thing if you ever want any book recommendation. <laughs> yes. Do you know what? It sounds like Pam really needed this. Do you remember his blue yeah. balls? 
Yeah, he needed this. He yeah, really did. He, really he did. Um, there's a book called The Multi-Orgasmic Man and The Multi-Orgasmic Couple by this Taoist like um, master who teaches you how to um, re- like continue to circulate the sexual energy. His name's Montauk wow. Chia. He's like an old school teacher of this. Um, and there's so many books out there. It's actually kind of trendy in like the Tulumi spiritual uh-huh. tantra, yeah, yeah. tantra kind of crowd. <laughs> I'm not a big reader, but that sounds right up my street. You could probably watch a million videos on YouTube about it too. If if you know if you didn't feel like um, reading a whole book, though those books do have some funny drawings in them. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what funny penises? Well, it's just like yeah, it's like showing people like like in the middle of sex, but like their energy bodies connecting, and how mm-hmm. to like coordinate and circulate the energy so it almost sounds like when you and cam had that really deep sexual experience where you had like a big opening and a big cry there you guys were probably connecting on multiple levels so <gasps> not just the physical body but like the different spiritual bodies were also probably open and connected wow this is turning yeah. me on just talking about it Next season of Too Hot to Handle Tantra Style, Cam and Emily. <laughs> you guys could, um, yeah, you guys could become world-renowned teachers. Who knows what's next? What is next for you guys? <laughs> oh, so moving out, definitely. Um, we want to get our own place uh, in central London. Um, and then, yeah, it's just the, the, the TV, TV shows I touched on earlier. Hopefully we'll get to sign those contracts and be filming something in September. So very soon. Oh, my God, so fast. I know, I know. Um, but we've, also, we've got our own YouTube channel. Um, so we're going to be posting a lot of stuff on there. We've got a lot of fun, creative ideas. Awesome. Um, what else have we got going on? yeah yeah and tell me but in terms of you guys' relationship too like Uh you just flying high after the show or have you guys had any kind of hiccups or moments of like doubt or anything like that do you know what everything's grown and blossomed so so naturally it's crazy like every day we just get closer and closer obviously we have our bickers like we bicker to the cows come home Um, it's about pointless shit like he will yeah. always leave the lights on, even though it's broad daylight, or he drives like a granny and he can't accept it. Um, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so it's really that dumb shit. Like we never yeah. argue about, um, you know, jealousy or things like that. That's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really feel like coming out the show, we went straight into lockdown. And mm. so we weren't able to go out or do any normal couple things. Um, yeah. so instead we just like chilled all the time and like just it gave us a time to become like best friends um, yeah. so it really made us build that trust and so now mm. we go out and it's not even an issue like he can go out with his boys I go out with my girls like uh, yeah that's that's so awesome because you guys built that foundation together right Right. I, actually, I just thought, I said we had an argument. We actually did have one argument. Our first ever argument was after the show aired and I watched the date back with Christina. So that was the first time you saw it. Yeah. Not because of the day. It was just, it was such a shock actually yeah. seeing it. Like, yes, I've heard about it over and over and over, but actually right. seeing it was completely different. And it just put me back in that place I was at that of time. Of course. Um, yeah. And I, w- I was fine, but I was a bit moody that day and he didn't handle it very well. He just kept saying, babe, get over it. It happened six months ago, which wasn't right. the right thing to be saying to me at that time. I needed his reassurance and his love and attention. And it was just the complete opposite. So, yeah, yeah we actually had our first argument that day. I, I love how you know, he was coming from this very masculine, pragmatic kind of viewpoint. Like it happens, you know, men, men like to come with the facts. It happened six months ago. Mm. I'm with you. now. I'm standing here with you now, you know, et cetera. That's exactly what he was saying. Right. It's so super, just like the masculine thing to do. And then like, you were like, I just need to be assurance, love and attention. So it's like when we're in those moments and I'm saying we're, I'm being a bit general, but like when we're triggered and it's like, I don't want your fucking facts. <laughs> I, want, 
I want you to hug me and tell me, baby, Hi. I love you so much. I'm here. You're so beautiful. And like, Absolutely. come sit on my lap. And I'm like, how many times do I need to explain this to you? <laughs> yes, that's literally but it's just it. in their nature. It's just in their nature. It's like, and not everybody, right? I'm not being like, just saying every man is the same, but there is this fundamental masculine thing that goes to the rational. It goes to facts. Um, it goes to fixing the problem. And it's just like, well, the problem's not here anymore. I'd have never even talked to her. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not about that. It's about the emotional upset that's right. like now happening in my body. <laughs> yeah, right. That I have no yeah. control over. Yeah. Sometimes I just, I'm like, if like, I'm like, how hard is it for you to just understand that in those moments, I just need you to hug me and say, come here, baby. I love you so much. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, yeah. but, we're not, we're not complicated human beings. We just, Yeah. I know. I'm like, I just usually need a hug and like, and just like everything's going to be okay. I told my partner some of this stuff once and he said, hold on, I'm writing this down. And he was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm like, put some post-its up that are like, okay, (laughs) when she's having a meltdown, don't try to be rational with her and be like, but babe, there's no reason to have a meltdown. Instead, just like, come pick me up off the floor and go, come here, come here, you sweetie, you know, (laughs) but but it's funny it's just part of our nature being different right like if you went to a girlfriend like a best a best friend during that time like the best friend would probably say oh babe like i so feel you i know that sucks to see i hear you you. yeah exactly and so sometimes i'm just learning that too i'm like don't expect him to act like you're my friend like my best girlfriends you know like um i'll call them to get that like because they know me also really well and so they can just be like oh it's so cute you're doing that thing you do when you get really scared (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) and then they can kind of you know remind you in a different way than your man because it's like with a partner it's like and they touch it's there's so much more to the equation of two people you know versus Mm -hmm. being being comforted by a friend or mom or whatever, but, but I'm glad you guys got through that moment. And yeah. it sounds like also that would be triggering for anybody to mm. see your, your love on screen, talking to another woman, yeah. and just be, you know, yeah. just and you know. millimeters away from kissing them. I know. I know. Well, I'm so glad that he, left at the end when I did the workshop at the end. I mean, it was really sweet um, hearing him and hearing Marvin actually call themselves out and be like, I used to be a dick. I used to be a player. I used to be really, you know, an asshole. Like to have men stand up in front of people and just say that and to say I'm ready to change. Like the, the hard part comes later when they're actually faced with the change in their lives. But the acknowledgement is so important. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Do you think that they're both kind of like actually living the the change? Um, Marvin, definitely not. <laughs> okay, but Cam stayed with it. Yeah, definitely. Cam, he really has. He he yeah. went in there a boy, and he's come out as a man. And yeah, he, and yeah, I guess we have you and Lana to thank for that. But no, Marvin oh. sure has gone back to his old ways. I know that's a fact. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's hard. It's hard to sustain change. And anyone who's listening to this podcast knows because they're people that are interested in growth and transformation and change. Um, It's like you can say it, but to actually live it and embody it, it takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Um, Cal cool says, he, he says it, yeah. it wasn't a retreat. It was a retreat, but it's more therapy for him. That's how he says it. Yeah. Okay. So is he, he's still, he's in therapy now. <laughs> no, he's, he passed. He succeeded. Oh, okay. 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 I was going to say that would be really fucking cool of him. If he's like, I'm going to stay in therapy for a while, but I know you guys all had the therapist on, on set with you who was, you know, available, which is cool. Oh wait, guys- no. What I mean to say is that he, like he saw it as, as therapy. The whole thing was therapy for him. Oh it, yeah. It, yeah. It totally yeah. was. Yeah. I think it totally was for everybody, like a therapeutic experience, right, but a, gr- a group one. Yeah. 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 Well, I want to let you go in just a second here. And I want to ask you one last question. 
Um, so everyone who comes on this podcast, which is fairly new, but, um, everyone who comes on is kind of from a different walk of life, but we find that we have something in common, which is that we all have touched the infinite, the mystery, God, goddess, divine, whatever you want to call it. I feel like you already shared one story where you touched that in a sexual experience. So, um, you didn't say it directly like, wow, I feel like it was a mystical experience, but I'm so curious if there's another moment of your life that comes to mind where you feel like uh, you kind of like touched upon, you know, the great mystery that we don't understand, like why we're here and um, whatever you want to call that. Do you know what? That's such a beautiful question. And I feel really shit because I am the least spiritual person ever. I wish I could be, but I just don't know how. Just because I felt like before, like I've always had to like, numb my emotions now. I've never really been allowed to explore that. Uh, so I don't yeah. even know. I, don't, I really don't even know. Well, I do think that that moment that you said with the lovemaking, with the sex, with Cam, you know, I think you don't. We don't have to look at something as a spiritual experience in the way that we think we're, it's supposed to be. Like that did sound like an experience of great depth and openness, where you were touched by something. You were so touched that you cried. I was definitely touched by something. Yes. Uh- <laughs> Well, I'll let you off the hook then for that one. Um, But I'm sure as you go deeper into love, you guys will have those moments together where like there's, there's like a feeling of magic in the air, you know, like whether it's like watching a sunrise or a sunset together or dancing and like being on mushrooms, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, hey, some of them, yeah, I mean, I remember being at Burning Man like a total highlight life experience and like being um it was sunrise at like robot heart and the mayan warrior to art cars together and just having an ecstatic experience just like dancing and being on mushrooms and being like this is one of the best moments in my life where i feel expanded like i have become bigger than my small self you know and so there's no hierarchy on mystical experiences like there's not one that's more cool than the other like it's okay if it's you know sex or drugs or whatever (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time and we will be excited to see like what happens with you guys and just like how amazing your lives unfold together and what um what shows maybe you're on next i can't wait to share it with the world and thank you so much for having me i've had such fun yeah, and I'm I'm glad that some of the women like in my community, my audience can just expand their view and I think that you're you're really expansive in your transparency, authenticity and honesty. So, oh. thank you for bringing that today. Oh, babe, thank you so much. Oh, I'm empowered. I feel like I'm in the workshop all over again. I know. That's what I did a podcast with Carly too and she was like, "I feel like I just got a therapy session." <laughs> yeah, honestly, I do. <laughs> well great that's that's always a plus so have an amazing day everybody thank you so much for listening and tuning in we'll see you again next week thank you so much for listening to today's podcast for more 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 follow me on ig at alexandra roxo and you can get on my mailing list where i send poems practices rituals links to upcoming retreats and events and all kinds of goodies and if this podcast has touched your heart please let us know Please write us a review, give us a five-star rating, all of that. It means a lot to myself and everyone involved. Big, big love, my darling. Have a fabulous day and see you again very soon.